Greetings, listeners and listener land. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, government, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from and connect the Gateway City to what is happening locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. How are you today, Mark Langston? I'm, I'm fine, but I think you forgot uh, galactically. Oh, galactically, right. Because <laughs> yeah. we're everywhere. I know. And, and we can uh, get on the Starship Enterprise mm-hmm. and... Uh, and away we go. And away we go. That's Your right. ears are kind of pointy this morning, so... Are they? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> really... I, I think the reason Mr. Spock had that... Uh, uh, can you, you know, do that? I, I cannot you do can't, that. Look at this. I can do it. You can do that. Actually, yeah. I think you have super glue on those I'm fingers. not on Well, yeah, maybe. What of it? I, I, yeah, some people can do that very easily, and some people like myself, I have trouble with It that. took me years to do it. I know. It, it is. It is a little thing that you have to – and I think when I first tr- started working on it, I was holding Pulling my, them apart. Oh, holding them apart until That's my that. fingers finally learned. I'd probably have to tape them or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Duct tape. I'd oh, ha- say duct tape. There, there you go. A, okay. a thought for the day oh. is this is some inspirational words for you because I uh, am, am still getting my Return to Civility book back in order. Uh, <laughs> hard work keeps the wrinkles out of the mind and spirit. Mm. Hard work keeps the wrinkles out of the mind and spirit. Good. Good. I think good advice. Yeah. It keeps things smooth and moving along. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. You know, someone who has uh, done a lot of hard work is our guest today and Linda Green is the founder and advisory director of the St. Louis Academy of Dance. She's a veteran of stage film and television, received her training in New York City at Juilliard School of Music and several other places, too, too numerous to name here. Uh, her professional credits include West Side Story, Finnegan's Rainbow, The Emperor's New Clothes, Hallmark Hall of Fame, The Goldbergs, the Gleese, Jackie Gleason show. I love oh, that yeah, show. Well, that was a great show. Bang, zoom. And in addition to her position with the National Dance Week, she served as NDW, NDW Eastern Missouri Regional Manager at the late 90s. She's a state coordinator for theater rehabilitation for use, Emmy Award-winning production. And her, her resume just goes on and on. Linda, welcome to St. Louis In Tune. Well, thank you. It's delightful to be here this morning. Well, you've done a lot of things, which gives you a some great credibility for what you're doing with the National Dance Week here in St. Louis. And tell us a little bit about the local organization, but maybe start with the, the national group. Okay, well, the national group, uh, we come under the umbrella of the National Dance Week Foundation, and um, I was put in touch with them many years ago, back in 1997, um, when the celebration to have a week to celebrate dance have, had kind of fallen to the wayside. And um, I spoke with some people involved with the foundation, and they, at the time, asked me if I'd put on just some little something to do with dance here in St. Louis. And that's where it all began. And um, we've continued with it year after year, and here we are in 2023 having our 24th celebration coming up on Saturday. So it's really evolved, and it's an exciting event. And that event, folks, is going to take place Saturday, April 22nd. It's from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m., and that's at Washington and Grand, kind of in that, in that triangular section there. Is that where that's going to take place? 
Yes, correct. That's where Strauss Park is on one side and the um, Third Baptist Church on the other, and we have the street closed off. It's very visible to see if you're down in the area. We have a wonderful uh, professional stage set up, and there are chairs for people to have a seat or stand around and be entertained for however long they want to stay, and it could be as long as five hours. So, And it is free to the public. Now, describe to people what they who have not been there before what they will expect, because uh, you didn't do this during pandemic, correct? Correct, but we did, yes, we were, we were down for two years um, of the pandemic, and we did come back last, last April. So that was an exciting time to be back. And what they can expect is it's a great big celebration of dance. It's a very, uh, you know, outdoor, comfortable atmosphere. People can stroll around the Grand Center area, and they can come and, you know, be by the stage and be entertained. We have 50 dance companies performing throughout the day. And um, one thing they can definitely expect is to have a diverse diversity in the culture of dancers that are presented. We have ballet, tap, jazz, African fusion, Indian dance, Middle Eastern dance. Um, we have all of the professional dance companies performing throughout the day. We have um, a number of the university dance companies and the dance studio companies. Um, so it's, um, it's a wonderful day to come and stay as long as you want or uh, stay a little while, take a walk, come back. It's very informal for the audience. Um, there will be a couple of food trucks on site. And it's just a great big day to celebrate dance and entertain the public. And these uh, these dance groups, were they, did you go out and solicit groups? Do they submit kind of a resume? Uh, I know several of them are very well known, uh, but how do you get about getting the groups together that are going to be performing? Ah, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, our number of groups um, participating um, ha- has just grown drastically. I mean, when I started in 1997 at Union Station, I think we had about six or seven companies. It was just a very, maybe a little hour of entertainment. Of course, it's grown to 50, but at this point, um, the companies, they want to come back year after year. We have repeat companies that they're calling me, you know, like like last um, summer asking me what's the date going to be we want to block it off on our calendar so we can perform the companies that have performed are invited back um, we have a max of 50 companies that we can fit into our time frame of the day and new companies and this happens every year that would like to come on board um, first the invited companies are given their time slots and if I have any of that for one reason or the other, cannot return, <clears throat> that opens a slot, and then we have an audition process for those that would like to come on board, and that's simply done by, you know, um, myself and my committee, um, you know, viewing some of their choreography work. And um, if they meet the criteria of the quality of dance that we want to present that day, um, then they're invited to come on board. Now, when you talk but about... very seldom... No, what? I was just going to add that just, you know, usually if I have one or two slots op- open, that would be 
rare and um, it doesn't happen often. So these these companies are they're they're very well known. They do a great job, and this is an activity that. Man, they, they want to be involved with annually. So that, that really speaks well of, of what you've been doing over the course of this particular uh, program. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. And, yes, they do. And that was, you know, one of my object- objectives many, many years ago, uh, not only to do something for an organization that supports dance, such as National Dance Week, but yeah, I felt there was a great need to unify the dancers of our community. Um, and that was one of my goals, and it makes me feel really good to see that these companies come down, they enjoy the camaraderie that they share, and they're there, they support each other, they applaud each other. Um, so many of them just stay for a good chunk of the day, not just come and go for their performance, but are there, you know, to be part of the day's event, you know, that brings together really our entire dance community, which is a big community in St. Louis. I'm glad you said that because, you, you know, you hear about chefs in the area, you hear about musicians and the collaboration and how well they get together. And it just seems to be that what you described, it's really no different in the dance community, that everyone supports each mm-hmm. other and is encouraging. And I'm sure they cross paths in a variety of different, different areas. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Linda Green. She is head of the St. Louis National Dance Week, or I should say National Dance Week St. Louis. They're going to be having an activity April the 22nd, Saturday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. And the next day, there is actually a master class, oh. April the 23rd from 5 o'clock to 6.30. Talk about that, Linda. Oh. That's very interesting. Are you still accepting applications for oh. that? We have just a few openings because of, you know, like any other dance studio, and we use the um, dance studio at Washington University and you know you just want to have a max amount of students in a room so that it could be a comfortable space where everyone is seen so but we still I do have a few openings um, the way this began holding the master class was a number of years ago we added to our day of performing um, to honor a select a specific company to honor them as one that is you know, very supportive of the community, very supportive of dance, is, you know, pretty much a prof- it is at a professional level of dance, and honor them with making them that particular year's honorary dance company for our event. Um, this, and along with that, we added the master ballet class so that the um, director of that said company would then present a master class in whatever their dance discipline, you know, with their expertise. And um, so this year, it is Ballet 314 is being honored as um, a very community-oriented company. And their director is, uh, Robert Poe, is going to give the Mass on the 23rd. That's, that's great. That's great. This is uh, Arnold mm-hmm. Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune. Again, we're talking to Linda Green. She is chair of the National Dance Week St. Louis. And, folks, if you want some information, go to nationaldanceweekstl.com, nationaldanceweekstl.com. You can get a schedule on there. I was looking at that schedule, Linda, and when you talk about dance companies or dance troops, or I'm, I'm trying to get the exact wording on that, how what's the largest one and what is the smallest one? I saw something where there's two individuals. How big is the biggest one, and when does a troop become like a 
something else, or is there different <laughs> levels of that? I'm, I'm not very versed in the dance platoon, terminology. Right, the troop becomes well, platoon. that's okay. Right. Um, that's, good, that's also a good question. Um, actually, our smallest one is, I believe I have, I know I have two solos. Oh. And um, that is one of the soloists um, is one of the finalists that uh, dancer that placed as a finalist in the um, the Fox Foundation's Teen Talent Competition, which was just held a few days ago. Right. So they have participated in our event for years too, and um, so by audition process. You know, I select one of the finalists. So that is this solo. And then I have one other solo, and it is um, an Indian dancer that is presenting a solo. Mm. So that's our smallest, and that's un- usually we might have one or two solos, and they're always by audition process. Um, the largest group, I will tell you, is the um, St. Louis Academy of Dance Pizzazz Performers. And they are bringing down, off the top of my head, it was a staggering amount. I think they're bringing down close to 40 dancers wow. to perform. Holy yeah, smokes. So that, and, then, <laughs> and then, of course, everything else is everything in between. We have some smaller groups that are maybe, you know, trios, three, four, maybe five dancers. And then I have a few. I can't remember which one right now, but there's another company that's bringing down, uh, there are about 25 dancers in wow. the group. So, you know, and that also is, you know, a nice diversity of the day. You can watch a solo and then see 40-some-odd dancers, you know, perform next. Yeah. 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 Any tap dancers in there? Yes, we do. We have, I have quite a few tap dance companies this year. Mm -hmm. I know that um, Tommy Wasiuda, who is well-known in the St. Louis dance community, Tommy has performed with us. He's a professional tap dancer, and he Mm -hmm. has... He performs with his partner who plays the sax. Okay. That's his music accompaniment, and together they're fantastic. And he moved, to, he moved to, New York, to New York City last year, but he contacted me a few months ago and you know, said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to be in town. Can I perform? So Tommy's tap, and then we have the Missouri, the, the Missouri River Cloggers, which, of course, do you know, their clogging tap. So, right, right. And, yeah, and a few others in between. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. It really it does. Is. Please all, come down. Please come oh, down. Oh, yeah, yeah. All, all the different types of dance. That, uh, I'm just amazed. I'm so glad you're going into all the different kinds, you know, yeah. that, are, that are there. Yeah. Cause well, well that was also, yeah, that was also like one of my goals was to have, you know, a multicultural diversified dance mm-hmm. program, which where else can you really see that? Because Nowhere. when people go to see dance, you're really going to see one genre, you know, Correct. either a ballet company is doing in co- is in concert or a modern company. So, yeah, this opens up the whole whole arena for people to come and really at the same time be entertained and educated on dance. I think it's fantastic. I think it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Thank you for doing all this work on this. It's a, it must be quite an undertaking, but what yeah. it I mean, is, but yeah. I do, but you know, as you know, when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. No, so this, this is something, it is a lot of work, but I love it. A labor of it's love. really a different facet that St. Louis has that I'm sure a lot of people are not aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Right I, now, yes. this 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 question is kind of two pronged, uh, and you and you kind of led me to it. I think the presumption is that there always is an accompaniment when mm-hmm. dancers dance, right. but that may not be the case. Um, and and I want you to kind of uh, correct that. 
and or elaborate on that. And then the second part of that question is, how long are these particular dances? Because I see like uh, maybe 10 people will be performing in an hour. Are they performing all mm -hmm. at the same time? Do they have like six uh -huh. minutes or five minutes or three minutes? or So, so there you go. I'll lay that out there for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll start with the first part, the music accompaniment to dance. I would say that probably 95% of the time dance has some type of music um, as an accompaniment. Um, really, I'm trying to think, I, we don't have every single piece that is being performed at National Dance Week, all 50 um, performances are all accompanied by music. A couple of them are live music. For instance, uh, Beyond Measure Dance Theater is an African fusion company, and they will have drummers. They bring their own drummers. Mm -hmm. So on the stage, that's what that will be. Um, as I had mentioned, Tommy Wasiuda, he has a live sax player accompanying mm -hmm. him. Um, so those are a few scattered throughout. Um, there might be one or two others. Um, but otherwise, all the others have their recorded music, and we have a professional sound system and tech man, you know, that day that runs, you know, everyone's music. Okay. Um, once in a while, I have been at some other, you know, over the years, dance performances, and this would be more in tune with a, um, a modern dance company, mm -hmm. uh, the modern dance discipline. Every once in a while, there will be, instead of music, um, being accompanied, it might be the spoken word. Okay. Um, you know, and that's that's very fascinating and right. interesting to watch, right. too. So, yeah. And now, the second part of your question, refresh me again. How, how long are, are some of these? I oh, see yeah. sometimes there's ten of them within yes. an hour. Right. Right. I try to get as close to the timing as I can. Sometimes one overlaps into the next hour by a few minutes. Um, but it's usually pretty close. The average, and, and people are usually surprised by this, but the average um, amount of time for a dance routine is between three and four minutes. I can um, imagine, because physically I, it's going to really wear you out. Exactly, exactly. And that's average. And um, but So I give, having the 50 companies, everyone is told it could... It, their max time on the stage is five minutes, and but usually most of the routines are three and four. Um, they can go five, and I also allow them to know if they have a piece that they want to present that, let's say, might be six minutes or even possibly seven minutes, then we have a discussion about it. I review the piece. I talk to them about it, and, I, and then we decide if making it shorter... Um, affects the integrity of the choreography in a negative way, we mm -hmm. don't want to do that. So then there are some of those ex exceptions are made if it's necessary for the quality of the piece being presented. That makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I really have to ask this question. What was it like performing on the Jackie Gleason show? I remember watching <laughs> oh that <my> show. <laughs> it, it, I bet it was a gas because we Jackie to, Gleason oh, seemed to be this oh, yeah. just hey, hilarious guy. Mark and I. Bang, zoom. Yeah. We're going to the moon, Alice. Yeah. So, Norton. Send Norton yeah. to the oh, moon. Norton. Yeah. Norton. Yeah, Norton. 
Yeah, that was. That's right. That was such fun what did, days. What did you? Pl- I was what, young. What, what, what did you play on it? I can't. I'm trying. I, I was a. I was a kid, and I mean, I think I was probably about ten years old, something uh-huh. like that. Okay. I mean, you know that that was my life. You know, show business. I thought sure. everyone in the world, you know, <laughs> did performances. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> any, anyway, but um. He, it's like, I, what I remember about him is that, like, this really jolly guy, like a jolly Santa Claus kind of personality. And, like, he was always on. Like, you, you know, I remember when they weren't, well, it was live, of course, but, you know, when we weren't on the air, it's, he was still just making everyone laugh. That I do remember. <laughs> he just would give me the giggles. <laughs> and, and very, very sweet. He was just, I mean, he was very, very kind to everybody, you know, no matter what their participation was. That's interesting. He seemed to always care. How did you get into the business? Oh, my gosh. I guess I would have to say I had a, quote, show business mom in a wonderful way. My mother was always involved in, um, in music and dance and loved theater, and I think she just you know, kind of segue that into having a child that, you know, she gave dancing lessons to and singing lessons. She had her own dance studio. Okay. And and that, so, so it began before I ever, I, I can't say when it did. I just knew that that was life, you know, so. And do you yeah. have a favorite kind wow. of uh, dance that you have performed i know there's there's such a variety do you have a favorite that you, that you enjoy there is, a vari- there it is a variety but my yeah i always felt like my my love was the true love was ballet and then jazz is a close runner-up and you know i mainly did ballet tap and jazz those were my strengths and and i still love them all but if i had to say there was just if i could only go to one more concert you know <laughs> right and it, to be told that's it I would want to go to a ballet concert. Now, I, I ask this question all the time to artists uh, in the uh, literary arts or in the performing arts mm-hmm. or a musical or however it is, that you, yeah. you're, I want you to speak to someone, Linda, who is considering, you know, maybe they're growing up and they're taking dance lessons and maybe they have the strong desire to, to be a, a, a performer uh, or get some more training and, and maybe go into show business or do what you have done, what advice do you give them? Well, I, you know, that's a question that's not a new one for me, and I love that question because, you know, I, I ran the dance studio here in St. Louis for almost 40 years, and so that was a question that was part of, you know, mentoring young people that really had the passion and the talent, you know, for dance. And when we'd have that discussion, um, my advice was always, and, and still would be today, um, stick with your passion, go to college first, but do not think you only need, you don't need that degree in dance unless you want to teach in, um, you know, a college or in school. But if you want to be a performer, you don't need that degree in dance, but get your degree in something else because there really are no guarantees. It is such a highly competitive, any part, any facet of show business, you know, is so highly, highly competitive. And you might be the best and you might have red hair instead of blonde hair. You know, it could be any reason in the world to not get that job. And, 
have something solid to fall back on mm. is is my advice. That's great. Oh yeah. And I imagine that there are and dancers don't like to probably hear what I'm even going to say or talk about it, but injuries and and things like that uh-huh. that can kind of disrupt a career or maybe even mm-hmm. end a career. Right. Uh, you know, you have to do warm up, but yeah. you have to be physically, oh, yeah. you know, fluid in your. Uh, and your elasticity mm-hmm. and, and strength and things like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Very is, athletic. Yeah, is, that, I, yeah. is there like weightlifting and stretching involved oh. or yoga or all of the above? Or Yes, pretty much all of the above. Um, the only no-no is track running because that really affects, oh. you know, the legs. Oh. Um, so other than that, yeah, yoga, anything is absolutely supported. Hmm. Um and the other thing that I would say, you know, being a retired dance studio owner, is that it's very important for young people, and parents should be aware of this when enrolling a child in a dance studio, that if they're going to grow in their dance and stay with it and then be there for their, um, you know, what I call, you know, the forming years, you know, like mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12, and onward, um, be in a studio that is going to integrate dance injury prevention um, classes for the students. That's really important for a dancer that's seriously in training, you know, mm. with goals to stick with it. Mm. We've been talking so that they have the knowledge, so that they, they learn the knowledge along with their dance classes. You know, they learn the knowledge of how to prepare themselves, the correct activities they should participate in or not, and um, how to take care of themselves if they get that little sprained ankle or you know pulled mm-hmm. tendon. Those right. those can be serious things for dancers. Absolutely. So, you know, I yeah. So I've always been a strong <clears throat> proponent for know your own body and how to keep it safe. Hmm. We've been talking to Linda Green. She is chairing up the National Dance Week St. Louis, which is going to take place April the twenty second, Saturday, from twelve p.m. to five p.m down at Grand and Washington. Folks, you need to go. It's a free activity. Linda, thanks very much for taking time out of your day to talk to us about this uh, upcoming event. Thank you so much. I appreciated the time with you. It was most enjoyable. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye Linda. Oh, that's great. Oh, how fun. Great activity. We're going to give that, I'm going to give that website, nationaldanceweekstl.com, nationaldanceweekstl.com. We'll be right back for our next segment of the show. You're listening to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston on the U.S. Radio Network. This is Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment, also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the U.S. Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. To find the petition, please go to dredscottlives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune. 
St. Louis Intune strives to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories and interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. Our topics cover a wide range, such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and even sports. And that's just to name a few. While St. Louis In Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we connect to what is going on nationally as well. If you enjoy what you hear, please take time and like and share and subscribe to this show and listen to other previous shows that can be found on our website, stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. Or on your favorite podcast platform, that's stlintune.com. STLintune.com. And if you've got an idea that you'd like for us to examine a little deeper, let us know by dropping us a note at STLintune at gmail.com. That's STLintune at gmail.com. St. Louis in Tune, heard Monday through Friday on the USRadioNetwork.com and many great radio stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. Our website again is STL. Intune.com. We want to hear from you. STLintune.com. Very superstitious. <laughs> it just seems like mellow, 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 yeah. mellow time, mellow yellow. Oh, Donovan. You remember the Donovan? Yeah. Wow. He's something. He's still around from what I hear. <laughs> Didn't he have bouffant hairdo? Or he something? did. Yeah. They call me Mellow Yellow. <laughs> yeah. That's Mark Langston singing. <laughs> this is Arnold Stricker oh, listening on St. Louis in Tune. Well, you don't want to take any, any responsibility for it. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I actually understand. <laughs> you know, a lot of these things, Mark, that are going on in the St. Louis area, unless you're looking at the newspaper or uh, these particular groups or you know there's a lot of things going on that people can go to that are free right right and some of them are just a minimal cost yeah it's not bad at all i love the fact that there's a lot of different genres uh mm-hmm. forms of mm-hmm. dance whatever you would whatever you would call it right that's uh going on with this yeah. i think it because i get you know if i've got to go to something where somebody's dancing i admit i get a little uh fatigue i guess is a good word maybe well and seeing the variety uh-huh. would be oh yeah really good because i like I like tap dancing, and I don't mind watching a, a ballerina or some ballet once in a while. Right. I mean, that's amazing to me. And <laughs> like, right. How do they do that? And then she was talking about some uh, American uh, Indian, I guess, uh, Native American yeah. dancing. So that kind of thing, and just who knows what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. I, I hope it's uh, great weather, and I'm sure they have a wonderful stage area there. And there's oh, that yeah. park. I can't remember the name of that park. That, but uh, it's yeah. at that triangle where Jazz St. Louis is kind of down right. there and right. across from Third Baptist Church and yeah. nice little area there. I would think you'd need a stage for tap dancing and things, right. you know, to make, make them click and clack. Yeah, and especially there, I think there's some special um, flooring that they put down or something for that to help with that. And the cloggers, come on, that yeah. is always fun to watch cloggers. I mean, so it's great. I mean, there's two. I would love to see both of those, you know, or any of those. I'd like to. So it's kind of fun. That's watching, you know, uh, ethnic dancing Uh from different countries and how they have, 
what is their national dance? I guess right. what would the national dance be of the United States? I don't know. But belly dancing, too. Have you ever? I, I, I know you laugh, but have you ever really appreciated a belly dancer and how they move their their? When I was a teenager, their bellies. Of course, <laughs> yeah. you did. But to see them roll those uh, yeah muscles, yeah. Oh, give it a try sometime. It's, yeah. I might, the, might throw my hip and out then or yeah, and get the hip going and all the jiggling things on yeah. on their hips. And, well, that's I think all part of that. You get that. The, yeah. the bangles and the, oh, the, the things bangles, that shake, yeah. you know. it. I thought that was a band, the bangles. Yeah, I'm sure that was okay, too. Yeah. The, are the bangles. Mr. Bo, no, Bojangles. Oh <laughs> now we're really getting into Wow, trouble. this is, yeah, this is going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. A lot of different things going on in the yeah. area, folks. Check them out. It's uh, <laughs> important to take advantage of these uh, opportunities and see these groups that uh, are performing. <laughs> yeah. Whether they be musical. And she mentioned the oh, teen yeah. talent contest contest and we had talked with them about that they yeah. had their finals and oh yeah oh uh, that's right it got their their uh somebody's then, got their eight grand from the oh, first yeah. prize and and then the food trucks oh yeah oh who doesn't like a food truck we were walking by <laughs> union station the other day and there must have been like eight food trucks lined up yeah what's wrong with that some places say oh they're gonna they're gonna take business away from the brick and mortar places and if there's no brick and mortar places around, yeah, well, and a lot of those places, even have. if there are, I think it would bring them around and like, oh, hey, hon, look, there's a really nice restaurant. We'll have to try that. Right, right. You know, that's what I think. Yeah. I, th- I think it's more is better. Even competition's good. Yeah, I wanted to uh, shift gears a little bit here and uh, talk about our illustrious legislature. Mm. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I, I have bail money if you need it. <laughs> you, you, you think I'm going to get in trouble here? Uh, Something. Oh. I tell you what. Before I do that, I need, I need, I need to make some announcements. Okay. Please. Uh, Festival of Nations. Oh, do we have a date? We have a date. It's oh, good. Returning again to Tower Grove Park in 2023, the uh-huh. weekend of August the 26th and 27th. Oh, write that down. August 26th and 27th. That's right. the Festival of Nations. All right, we'll be, be there. Held, held down at Tower Grove Park. Very. Uh, they have a lot of dance and food. And oh yeah. They're uh, talking about maybe closing Central Drive down, which might be kind oh, of rough. Wow. We hope that doesn't happen. But oh, oh wow. yeah, Festival of Nations. That actually last year was my first year to. I've heard so much about it over the years, mm-hmm. and last year was my first year to go, and it was fun. There's a lot, and it really is. It's a festival of nations. There's and yeah. There's just tons of people. Oh yeah, it's just a lot of fun though. Tons of people. Yeah, what a great time. Some things uh, happening in the Webster Groves area. Oh, good, yeah. There is, they have their Webster on Wheels, mm. which is a bicycle event, and that's uh, going to take place on May the 7th. That's a Sunday. Ah. And uh, for more information on that, let's see, uh, uh, where do you go? Okay, they have a schedule. I th- I'm sure you can just kind of plug in on, on uh, the Goggle Search uh, uh, Webster on Wheels. They also have uh, a couple other things happening out there. They're having like a, a Follow Your Heart Art Festival, and it's a going to take place actually uh, April 14th, and these are artists who have to kind of get their 
art and names in, and then they drop off their artwork uh-huh. April the 21st at McCann and Burr Fine Art Gallery on Lockwood there. Okay. And then there's an art show on April the 22nd, the same day as the uh, right. Dance Week, uh, and that's from 3 to 5 at McCann and Burr where people can view that particular right. art. So that's, that's mm-hmm. something there. And then there's a Gospel Fest. That's taking place, and Webster's just kind of uh, really going crazy here. Well, they have a lot of churches there, don't yeah, they? Yeah, this is going to take place. Actually, uh, we're recording church. this today, April fourteenth, and uh-huh. it's going to take place today and tomorrow. And uh, that is, and then there's like, uh, I'm just going to read this to you. There's a concert that's open to everyone on Sunday the twenty third. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a free and open to the entire community. Uh, and if you want to participate in that, you have to. You can go to just plug in Gospel Fest, Webster Groves, and okay. I'm sure you'll find the information to get to that. So lots of things going on All right. in the area. It's um, it's nice to know that you can, you know, maybe walk somewhere or get in the car for a little bit or get on uh, public transportation and go a little ways. Get to a free event. Maybe go to. Pay a little bit, right? Get enjoy some great food, watch some great yeah. activities, and yeah. be a part of what's going on in St. Louis. But it's that time of year now. Now That's we're right. starting to get uh, warmer weather. Yeah, I, I shouldn't talk about rain though, but you know we have not had the rain. I think you know the no. April f- showers bring May flowers. I say it now, and that's it. It's over. <laughs> what do the May flowers bring? Uh, I don't know. Pilgrims. Oh, do they? Okay. They, they bring pilgrims? <laughs> what are the pilgrims with the flowers for? I thought they wanted turkeys. <laughs> I thought pilgrims wanted turkeys. <laughs> and didn't they come around November? <laughs> I got this all wrong. <laughs> we'll have to do our, our, our... People probably think I'm right. There's probably people out there going, yeah, Mark's yeah, right. They, I thought Mark was right. They came right at that time and just... <laughs> Got off the ship and had their Thanksgiving meal. And they had flowers. They could flowers for the table, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lordy, lordy. <laughs> uh, while we're laughing, let's get to the legislature because it will keep me laughing. Oh, my. I've been trying to avoid it. All right. Okay, so, so I just grabbed some headlines from back from. Oh, it hurts. Uh, it hurts. From February on. Here it hurts. And some of the things they're doing. It hurts. Uh, I'm just going to read some lines. Missouri's Republican-led House on Wednesday voted against banning minors from openly carrying firearms on public land without adult supervision. The proposal to ban children from carrying firearms without adult supervision in public failed by a 104 to 39 vote. Only one Republican voted in support of it. Wow. Wow. In 2017, Missouri lawmakers repealed concealed carry requirements in most situations. Which has led to eight-year-olds, you know, walking around down the middle of the street. I want to read this. Uh-uh. This is, this is Democrat, Republican, uh, Democrat Representative Donna Berenger said police in her district asked for the change to stop 14-year-olds 
walking down the middle of the street in the city of St. Louis carrying AR-15s. Now they have been emboldened, and they are walking around with them, Behringer said, until they actually brandish them and brandish them with intent. Our police officers' hands are handcuffed. Unbelievable. So then there's Republican Representative Lane Roberts, a former Joplin, Missouri police chief and state public safety director, initially included the restrictions on children possessing guns in a broader crime bill, which the House voted to give initial approval to late Wednesday. But lawmakers on a House committee that Roberts leads stripped the provision on guns last week. Now, that was in, that was in February, folks. Okay. Can I, can I opine? Yeah, actually, absolutely. Um, first of all, you can't drive a car till you're 16. Right. <laughs> you can't vote till you're 18. Right. How about buying cigarettes or alcohol? You can't rent a car until you're, what, 25? 21. 21, 25. I yeah, thought 25, it was yeah. yeah. But you can carry a gun like that. When you're eight years old. As long uh, as you're not brandishing Where? It. Where? What? I just don't get it. And. I, and I understand the right to care and bear, carry and bear arms and all that stu- stuff. I mean, there's discussion in there too. But Arnold, we've talked about it before. Your frontal lobe and your—I mean, it's a fact. Right. Your brain is not fully functioned. Executive function hasn't kicked in. Won't kick in until like 25. I know. So what? It, what are they thinking? And. You know, I I see no reason for an AR-15. I get, I mean, I've shot them before, believe it or not, in in scouts. We we mm-hmm. we did it at a range, and we right. did it, but and it, it they're really a powerful weapon. Yes, they are. And uh, I, I I still don't understand the reason for them. <laughs> uh, but for for crying out loud, if you're gonna have them, I my I on my side is like, don't let someone have it until they're at least 21. You right. know, I mean, I, I know there's been crimes committed by people that are sick, mentally ill right. after they're 21, but there's also been a lot of things going on with uh, folks under under 21 with with really powerful weapons. I, I just don't get. I don't get it. I mean, right? I don't get. And I know, you know, you take your kid out uh, hunting and things like that, and that's and they should be taught the proper way to handle a firearm well and when we were growing up you know 30-06 30-30 uh-huh, right. for deer hunting Same and things thing. like that yeah. were they're pretty powerful right too. 273s yeah those are pretty darn strong too. right they are yeah. and you, you don't need a, a 223 a 556 or a 308 uh-uh. and an ar-15 or an m4 right. to walk down the street no yeah. no no there's just no come on where yeah where's the peaceful enjoyment of our society well but let's listen to let's that. listen to what representative tony lavasco a republican from st louis suburb of o'fallon said while it may be intuitive that a 14 year old has no legitimate purpose it doesn't actually mean that they're going to harm someone we don't know that yet generally speaking we don't charge people with crimes because we think they're going to hurt someone then i guess he should let the kid drive a car i buy alcohol do uh, all the stuff that adults can do and see what happens. Why do they just take one of the one subject and try to you know I don't we yeah I just don't understand. And I I'm sorry that we have to label people uh, white black because uh, we seem to be getting away from that. But it's now Republican Democrat. You know this is a I mean I there I have to believe there's some good Republicans out there. Uh, but come on, right? You know they they're just. I, yeah. Well, here's here's more good good legislative news here. All right, 
Independent School District Superintendent Dale Hurl is concerned lawmakers may prevent his district from going to a four-day work week in the 2023-2024 school year. This goes completely against local control. Mm -hmm. And so they want there's some bills, you know, to say, no, you need to stay at a five-day work week because they're concerned, you know, kids' scores are down and, you know, well, that's one more day that's out. They're not going to be getting any learning or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to some of the gun stuff, there was Republican Senator Lincoln Howe joined two Democrats on the General Laws Committee to vote no on Senate Bill 10, which would have blocked federal funding for red flag gun laws. Mm. Senator Howe said that there are several, already several pro-Second Amendment laws in the state. However, with Monday's school shooting in Nashville, Ho said this is not the time to ease gun regulations. Mm. You block federal funding for red flag gun laws. You know, okay, and here's some more. Rep- Republican and bill sponsor Bill Eigel said he has a right to protect the Second Amendment. So we don't we want to let anybody have any gun anytime they want. That's kind of what he's saying. I'm, I'm really it, reading into that. It's almost a Russian uh, mentality. My way or no way. <laughs> yeah. that, it, it, it is. He says, he says red flag laws can restrict someone who has been ruled a threat to themselves or someone else from having a gun. They create a path for government to use the judicial branch to seize your firearms based on feedback that they may be getting from law enforcement or the local population that may or may not be evidence introduced in the court and without any conviction can be used to flag people for seizure of their firearms. He said, in my opinion, common sense gun owners in this state who are conservatives know that children are dying and believe that we need to do something about that. If I need to be a voice of reason in the state capitol, I'll continue to do that. He said lawmakers should implement security at schools. Okay. Yeah, I think they are. They're going to fortify doors and bulletproof glass. I don't know if that'll stop it. And have police officers at every school, everywhere. Right, right. I mean, um, yeah. I've been to parent-teacher conferences where they complain about officers with guns in the hallways. Right. I mean, I understand that uh, that concern, but I don't know how you get away from it. And it's just, I don't know. Okay. The, The one that gets me, the one that kills me, I don't know if you have it, and I probably don't have any of this right. <laughs> but the legislature tried to ban a, f- a few books out of our libraries, and when the library said no, they withdrew funding to right. the libraries. Right. In Maplewood, they just voted to boost up and, and do a library tax to help the libraries because the state, and I understand the state legislature may as have turned it around, but the fact that you would even let's just talk about your right your rights i have a right to read whatever book i want to read right you know maybe i want to read it so i want to understand the the bad you know the evil of the you know whatever is in that book i want to understand it so that i know what's going on i mean i i don't i guess we'll start burning books again and when you start censoring things that's it you know where is the end Point of that, I have I have a right to, I if I have a right to bear arms, I have a right to read any book I want to read. Oh, but that see, you're getting into <laughs> why do they individual freedoms, you know, and which is which is a, a great point. And at, at what point do you cherry picked? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Surgically, Surgically, is that exactly. It, right. It's not. Uh, it's wrong. It's just wrong. And and when I heard, I was I I had to say what. What did, no, wait, you didn't just say that. That did not just go in my head that they withdrew funding to 
public libraries that uh, refuse to take books off the shelves. Yeah, and Senate put it back in. Yeah. Eventually, but eventually, what, it, that, what does that tell you about that we where even the went down? That, yeah, we even went down that road, right? And you know, from a group of individuals who are, what I would say, mainly are proponents of small government. Mm. Well, when you start getting state government involved in business, right. it's kind of like the state taking over the city of St. Louis Police Department again, right. no. and all of that. And and I'm a big proponent of. Yeah. You know, local control. Oh yeah, and I, as I know you are. Oh yeah, uh, and there are times when I think the state should intervene, but maybe there's a sunset on it, or you know, it's just to get through yeah. this particular crisis. Kind of like when the tornado goes through. Okay, right. we declare this a state emergency. The state can bring in the national guard. Blah 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 blah. Get all these things mm-hmm. built back up. Okay, and then they withdraw. They don't stay there. And well, keep. are are do they come in and help you? Right. I mean, let's let's just go in and help you. Oh, what what a novel approach. Let, let me give you some resources. Let let's talk about it. Let's let's look at this situation from a different. But here's a task force that is coming in, not to tell you what to do or how to do it, but let's just see if we can help you learn how to do it better. Right. You know, I, put a couple more eyeballs on the situation, as we say. Uh, <laughs> but to, to just come, it's just. It's that either or. No, there's no in between. It's right. black and white, but there, yes, there is gray in there. Right, right. And they just won't allow gray to be in there. Yeah, politics clouds that, unfortunately. Well, I, I have to. I still believe a two-party system is better than a one. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and that there are good people on both sides. Oh. <laughs> I just keep trying to believe it. We're going to keep educating you folks. Here's our word of the day. Oh, good. Good. I, good. Yeah. Quadrivial. <laughs> Quadrivial. 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 Now, quad mm-hmm. means quad, four. Four, right. Numerous. And uh, vial or veal comes from the Latin via or way. So a four way. Uh-huh. And first recorded around the turn of the 15th century but it's it means uh kind of an intersection i'll use it in a sentence okay. the complicated quadrivial intersection had caused so many traffic accidents the city eventually closed it off to cars entirely okay wow quadrivial Quad- quadrivial could you spell that for the class <laughs> q-u-a-d-r-i-v-i-a-l okay. quadrivial quadrivial Sometimes people say, hey, spell a word with a Q, you know, or, yeah. or a Z, quadrivial. Yeah, that's another good trivia thing. What are words that begin with a Q that don't have a U after them? Uh, oh, look at you. Wow. All right. Okay. We'll let people think about that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a little bit of time left. I've got a couple uh, funnies here, Mark. Oh, I do too. I do oh, too. you do? Yeah. Just give you a couple. Can I? Yeah, you go for okay, it. Okay, here's my first one. National Ex-Spouse Day. Is that <laughs> Why would you ever celebrate the day? Reflects on the positive moments you shared with your ex, ex, ex. So think about the positive things. America's Day. America's Day celebrates the solidarity of American nations and strengthens our collaboration with them, too. Um, uh um, let's see. Oh, there's so many. Oh, International Moment of Laughter Day. Oh, I yeah. think we've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. 
Here's one of your favorites, National Dolphin Day. (laughs) (laughs) Flipper. (laughs) Remember Flipper? Yep. Show some love to our favorite social mammals. Uh, Yeah. Uh, National Donate a Book Day. Okay. Drop that off at uh, the state capitol. Yeah, so it could be banned. (laughs) (laughs) National Fast and Prayer Day. There you go. You should fast once in a while. All right. National Gardening Day. Mm, Now, they've always told me not to garden until after Mother's Day. Mother's Day, Day, right. See, look. Right, don't plant until after that. Well, this is not, they're not saying that. Yeah. How about this one? This one. National Look Up at the Sky Day. Just don't look at the sun. (laughs) That would not be good. We were talking about the NARS star yesterday uh, and how to find the NARS star. Mm -hmm. You know how to do that? That's uh, you take the end of the Big Dipper, yeah, and you go out from there. Is it the Big Dipper or the uh, Small Dipper? Right, the Little Dipper. Is it Little Dipper? I think it's the Little Dipper. Okay, it's on the Little Dipper, right? It's it's the very last star on the handle. Okay, and then uh, we have National Pecan Day. Whoa. Bake a pie, enjoy butter pecan delight. Uh, And we also have National Perfume Day. Um, Let's see, it's Orthodox Good Friday Day. Um, Let's see. There's got to be a few others in here that are fun. Um, (laughs) Wait, I got another one. I know I've got more. Wait. I think there was some right here. Husband Appreciation Day. That's my favorite. As a matter of fact, I've already emailed my wife and told her that uh, there are many words for the amazing man, the partner, the spouse, the hubby, the husband, the hunk. The hunk is my favorite. Um, all right, National Laundry Day. Think clean clothes, fresh sheets, and that special fresh laundry scent. Nothing like clean sheets. Uh when you first put clean sheets on the bed and then you jump in uh, you know, at night to go to bed, to go to sleep, there's nothing like uh, clean sheets. Uh, Jackie Robinson Day. Um, that's what, Let's watch the 50s Dodger highlights as we gather to celebrate the great Jackie Robinson. Here's another good one for you. McDonald's Day. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go to McDonald's. Um, let's see. Um, oh, 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 glazed spiral ham day. Oh, I love it. I love ham. We had ham for Easter, and the my favorite part is that we we fry up ham in the morning after that for a couple of days. Oh yeah, we had lasagna. Lasagna for Easter dinner. Yeah. That's interesting. Made a new lasagna recipe. Uh-huh. National Rubber Eraser Day. Why? <laughs> I remember. You remember those because there were pink erasers and then uh-huh. there were the gray ones. That was those rubber ones. The big ones. The, yeah. the big ones. They, they didn't uh, smear or didn't uh-uh. uh, take the paper off your no, paper. No, but when they got hard, they were worthless. Yep. Yep. One Boston Day, Purple Up Day. Purple Up Day is a special holiday that recognizes the contributions of military children. Mm-hmm. God love those kids. You know, they put up with moving around and everything else. How about this? I'll close on this last one here and then throw it. Well, wait, there's Titanic Remembrance Day. I guess this is, did it, oh, this this when they, didn't it, I guess the Titanic, Saturday is when the Titanic uh, sank. And that sucks day. <laughs> it's, it's okay to wear a long face on this day because it's that sucks day. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. We got about five minutes and maybe well, less. Well, I, I will 
end end with this joke. Oh, okay. all right, go go. Two little boys were at a wedding when one of them leaned over to the other and asked, "How many wives can a man have?" <laughs> His friend answered, "Sixteen. Ooh, four better, four worse, four richer, four poorer." Oh, of course! Wow, that is uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, and this this will sound really bad, but okay. How to politely tell someone that they're stupid? <laughs> we, we kind of talked about this. Let's yesterday. hear this. I want to hear this. Wisdom has been chasing you, but you have always been faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That works. I like that. Okay. And and one last thing: if a person who named walkie-talkies named everything, uh-huh. stamps would be called licky stickies. <laughs> Defibrillators would be called hardy starties. Bumblebees would be called fuzzy buzzies. A pregnancy test, maybe baby. A fork would be called a stabby grabby. Socks, feety heedy. A hippo, a floaty bloaty. And a nightmare, a screamy dreamy. Yeah. Take a bow, would you please? (laughs) Okay. All right, that's all for this hour, folks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget when the Martians invade, there's only one race, the human race. And every one of us have different characteristics and is uniquely valuable. St. Louis in Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. For St. Louis in Tune, co-host Mark Langston and Arnold Stricker, remember to walk worthy and let your light shine.